Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of July 5th, 2023. So how many collective social media sites are we all on now? So many. I, I yeah, got, too many. We've got Threads, Blue Sky. The Skeets thing has weirded me out on Blue Sky a lot. <laughs> yeah. Skeets and re-skeets. Oh, Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Right, no, that's, no, all, okay. that's, yeah. all I can, that's all I got. got to the windows. <laughs> to the wall. To the wall. Yeah. That's all I got. See, this to is the skis why... drop off my... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Blue Sky is the rightful Twitter successor. Because you need some sort of weird thing like that. Also, I've been on threads for all of half an hour with a hastily created Instagram under Pit Girl and not my legal name. Yeah. Oh. And it's already recommending the furniture company and people who work for the furniture company yep. to me. Ugh absolutely fucking not i texted my wife and went because she's on instagram more than i am and i go does instagram really just show you random shit from people you don't follow and she goes yeah, yeah. and it doesn't put it in any sort of like chronological order no nope how is this useful what the it's fuck is not. this it's not see here's the problem because i feel like we're we're at a moment of uh, of real problem here pit girl because I know that we acknowledge that linear time was a mistake, but it wasn't this much of a mistake. No, no, no. Yeah, this is worse. And it's <laughs> not even it's not even nonlinear in the way that TikTok is. No, where... it has come unstuck in fucking time. Yeah. But this and is like, wibbly wobbly timey wimey shit. And like TikTok is unstuck in time too, but the difference is like there is a like these are only the people you follow tab on TikTok. I don't think anyone uses it, but it does exist and you can use it. Threads has none of that. Can you imagine what Threads is going to look like on a college football Saturday? Oh, I'm excited for that. Like our live events hollering channel is unintelligible wonder most of the time, but it's not going to hold a candle to what Threads is about to be. Or when Threads you get- is going to be like, here's a weird punt from five hours ago. <laughs> safety that's alert, safety yeah. alert three days ago. It would be like so, all the ads that we get. So basically, that's what it is. Threads are, are we're going to become the promoted ads of Threads. Hey, DraftKings follows us over there now. They do? Okay. Oh my hey, God. DraftKings, holler at us. What are we? Holler. Hey, you know what we are? We are the I, college football's number said, one sports betting podcast. I, as, <laughs> as you said earlier, we're for sale. They heard mm -hmm. you. They heard you. True. They heard you. Maybe Lebertard will reach out. Come on, let's hey, that one, full time. That, let's absolutely. go. Sickos Committee Roadshow, doing it. Kamish, well, first off, hello, everyone. I mean, My name is Jordan. <laughs> there is, introductions. There there's a go. commissioner here. There is Pit Girl. There is a Beth. There's a Beth who is alone in her house. It's so quiet. And it's wonderful it's and so beautiful. so quiet. You watch. This will be the podcast where, like, the cat discovers I'm eating pizza and chaos ensues. <laughs> now that we're past introductions, because every podcast is someone's first podcast. I need to remember that. <laughs> Yes. I listen to our podcast and sometimes I forget that we can get a little insular. It's a little bit, a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. That's why it's definitely not a thing we'll be getting worse at. Well, oh, I, no. it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to declare that when the season starts or when we start doing previews for real, we're calling that season two. And I'm just going to do, a oh. hard, I'm just going to do a hard cut there. And that's basically just might as well be brand new. Okay. Are we going to do like a doctor who, where we all like regenerate? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be played by someone much more attractive next season. We can just all switch. <laughs> oh, that, actually, that that would be funny. Hi, I'm Hi, I'm Beth. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Go Pit Panthers. 
Hail to okay. pit. Hail, hail to, to hail to pit. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. No. <laughs> Kamish, I need you to talk to me about kinetic kinetic sand real fast because I've heard oh, you've had a day. Jesus Christ! Have y'all have y'all heard of the kinetic sand? Is this something y'all have heard of? Have, have you heard of this? Have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? So so kinetic sand uh, that purports that there is such a thing as potential sand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yeah. potential for it. They also call this. I think it's called hydrophobic sand. But is it's it... the sand that sticks together. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like collect water. In oh, itself. friendship sand. There we go. Yes. Yeah, and how friendly are you with that, Kamesh? Uh, okay, so, all right, I'm gonna try not to have a mental breakdown right now. Deadwise. I mean, it's better for content, so go for it. it, it okay, we'll go right ahead because I'm gonna lose it at some point. This uh, is we're we are podcasting through it. Okay, we're doing it. This is you know, guys will start a podcast instead of going to therapy. Oh, I went to but, therapy yeah, today. Yeah. So I already went to therapy today, so this okay. is I'm good. I I have emotional so, space to help you. I didn't have time for that today, so so basically. <laughs> You know, we have the 4th of July, which was fun, festivities, every, everybody did that. But hey, guess what? I got to go to work the next day. So I'm stuck at home with my, my six-year-old and myself. And I am I have a lot due today. There's just a tremendous amount of due, way more work due than normally, because thank you, holiday. And thank you to a certain state where Petey Pablo made famous with a song. So just thank you to them. I will just, they will remain nameless, but, you know take your shirt off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really can't pay attention to my six-year-old too much. So I can't get up. I'm working at home, six-year-old, other room, not good, right? Just just a recipe for, for disaster coming up. And, and of course, disaster strikes about lunchtime. All of a sudden, it, it's just quiet. I get up and I'm like, are you hungry? What's going on? Turn around the entire living room, den, you know, wherever you call it, dining room the the space with the tv whatever the big tv where everybody gathers that room whatever you call it there's kinetic sand everywhere love it and i mean everywhere it's just it's on it's on like the the tv cabinet it's it's on the floor it's on his his play tables it's in the, the the baby's playpen it's it's all you know, there's spots that I'll tell you later that I found out when I, I didn't realize it was there too. But oh, oh I found no. out later. Yes, there was more. So I'm faced with a decision. Like, hey, I have a lot of work to do. Do and I? Your day has this? just taken a left do turn. I just, do, do I just 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 power through lunch, try to finish the day, and then clean up the kinetic sand? So I'm like, oh, okay, I have to. I have no choice. Like, I am bound by these crazy regulatory agencies. And I have to get these things in by the end of the day. I sweep up a portion of the kinetic sand and I begin to clean up the playpen because the baby's going to need it whenever we pick her up later today from daycare. You know, I finish my day and then somehow the kinetic sand comes back more, which the kiddo probably did more. I'm, I'm very furious at, at this point. But, you know, just taking it all in stride. So I, I have to sweep up kinetic sand yeah. all over the floor. And then I do like the Swiffer wherever wet to try to get it off like the laminate floors that we have and then off the tile. Yeah. So the, the kiddo has all over his stuffed animals, all over everything, just everywhere. And so I'm like, I'm just like breaking down like, oh, oh my God, what did you do? And I go to sit on the couch and oh my God, there's more fucking kinetic sand <laughs> all over the fucking couch. God damn it. I'm so furious. I was like all over it. 
Like, what are you doing? Like, if you can find it in the corner, fine. I can clean up this one corner. On the couch? Really? Like, I'm just, just <laughs> furious. I was like, kinetic sand has been banned in the household. I'm done. All right? I've, I've like, I, I vacuumed the couch as much as possible. I, I, you know, before I started the podcast, we all showered, bathed, and whatever. Because it felt like I went to the beach today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's shoes that I cannot wear in the house because I swear there's kinetic sand on the bottom of it. And so a lot of shoes just thrown into the garage hastily. Furious about this kinetic sand. Oh, this is such a dad move. This is such a dad like, oh, like, I love this. It's just like, get this shit out of here. The sand is everywhere. This is Anakin Skywalker sand angry. I yeah. was just about to say, Kamish, would you say that the sand is coarse, coarse and rough and irritating? Yes, You've already everywhere. established that it gets everywhere. It's everywhere. It's it's coarse, irritating. Uh, you know, for me... Is this why he killed the women and the children? Maybe. There was kinetic <laughs> sand there. The younglings got into the kinetic sand. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, okay. He's way more sympathetic now. I would just... Like, yeah, I, I, I can definitely... I understand that. For, you know, completely understand that. And I, I think the song that popped in my head the whole the whole time was you know, exit light enter night take my hand here's some more fucking kinetic sand. <laughs> I just yeah, realized just that the reason that Anakin hates sand is because he grew up on Tatooine. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I never realized that okay. before. I'm it just felt. It always felt like a weird like tangent, but now it makes a lot of sense. Don't, was the sand don't... kinetic too? I don't know. Don't you give me that look, pit girl. I saw the eye roll. I saw that. How so, do you not know that? Okay. No, no. Do you have any idea what the actual volume of the sand was prior to its distribution? Okay, so it was this weird treasure chest thing where you you dig in the treasure chest and then there's stuff buried in oh, that's the kinetic the sand. That, okay, this is the problem. Oh, no, no. So he'd okay. already done this digging. Yeah. Digging. Done. Uh, he gotten everything out of it like over like a month or two ago. And so the kinetic sand was on a tray and he was only supposed to play with it on this little table on the tray. Oh no. He took his monster trucks and, and he's doing like, you know, just five books. Sunday, 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 kinetic sand everywhere. Make your dad want to pull out his hair. <laughs> Mother, I'm so furious. I'm just like, <sighs> so my wife gets home she's like oh you're gonna talk about this on the podcast and and, and my six-year-old just like don't do it i'm like i, I got a vent i'm sorry yeah. sir i gotta get this somewhere. out i'm gonna go crazy just oh my like why like i i if anybody ever gives me kinetic sand i am i am going i see it i don't care if he's at a birthday party and open it i'm going straight to the garbage can and i am dropping it off right in the trash immediately it's done. I've done. already been pricing like wholesale quantities. You could give me a 10 pound bag of whatever. And if I see what it is, I'm going to walk it right back out to the garbage. <laughs> it is not coming in my house anymore. Of kinetic sand. Yep. No more. Buy some kinetic sand on the Sickos Committee store to anger <laughs> the commish. No. Kinetic <laughs> sand. Not a sponsor, weirdly. Not a sponsor. Happy to. Happy genetic sand if you're listening. And the thing is, too, at some point I realized some of the sand was wet. So he was putting his water bottle, he opened it and was pouring some into the, the kinetic sand. But so he had the, kinetic sand in he... his hair. Like, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Like, I had to, oh, it's just. He was doing science. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. Whatever. Hey, the scientific method requires testing. It's asshole. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I couldn't get him into a summer camp this week. 
we didn't have any vacation. This so week. he took you to summer camp. Oh God, he did. He took me to the beach. <laughs> and the sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> and so was me. So was I. Jesus Christ. So bad. One of the now. top 10 questions on Google when you search kinetic sand is, does kinetic sand get messy? <laughs> Answer. Fuck right. yes. Fuck so, yes. <laughs> so I have to ask the, the parents of Smalls on, on this podcast. Would you rather have a kinetic sand disaster or would you rather have homemade slime in the carpet? Oh, kinetic sand disaster. 100%. 100%. I don't have much carpet, and it would probably give me an excuse to get rid of the carpet and put new flooring down. Oh, you're get you're getting rid of the carpet. At oh, this that's point. a good yeah. dad. The answer, carpet though. is gone. Yeah, that is a good if dad the slime answer. is if the slime is in the carpet, that's I would uh, you know those things that they're like the arms with the hand that sticks to the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like the you just fling them, whatever. Yeah, so tremendous would, and slapping your brother, would, but go he, on. He would get these for being a, a good kid at mm-hmm. school. Like he would get a coupon. Oh yeah, Whatever. treasure box. A treasure box, and, and he would get that. For some odd reason, he was able to get these things stuck on the ceiling. And mm-hmm. he's not that tall. He's six years old. He's nowhere near my height at all. Somehow yeah. he could get it stuck on the ceiling. So I've I've had to. There's like spots on the ceiling where the slime was, and I haven't gotten up there to clean that. So uh, if we ever sell the house, I'm gonna have to repaint. I'm hiring somebody. I, I'm already. Oh yeah, don't do that. that. Don't do that yourself. I am not doing that shit myself. There, somebody else is gonna come touch this place up. Listen, you're, <laughs> you're gonna. Just you're pray going that to, the buyers don't look up. You're gonna take a little bit of a hit from your buyer, who's probably gonna notice that. But think about how much you're gonna gain because your house is beachfront property now. Mm-hmm. I'll be finding sand for years. I got. Yeah. I got some oceanfront property. Have an ocean view. I got some oceanfront property in San <laughs> Antonio. From my house, there's kinetic sand in your butt crack. The first thing we have to do tonight (laughs) that's real business is I have to make a correction. On the last podcast, I referred to him as Biff Pogey. We all did. It's actually Charlotte's head coach is Biff Pogey. That's even better. That's a Pogey Pogey Hoagie still works. A Pogey Hoagie. Uh, I'll give it that. I completely biffed that, if you will. (laughs) I am very sorry for mispronouncing coach, coach Jiff's names. Jeff, and Jiff I will try to do this right in the future. Would it I be too... better for like a, a po-boy pogey or whatever? Hmm. Pogey. Pogey po-boy. Pogey po-boy. I also saying I'm probably saying to his last boss, Gim Harbaugh. Gim. I've been mispronouncing his name as well. Gim. Yep. It's Gim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gim. I thought it was Gaim. Biff, if you are listening to this, you have a standing invitation from me to come on to this podcast at any point and absolutely light our asses on fire. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Like, please do. We we've earned it. Bring the Rita's <laughs> mascot too. Yep, yep. I would also like to take this moment as we apologize for mispronouncing your name, Coach Coach Poji, to appreciate your Fourth of July tweet. <clears throat> Quote: Today I was on the beach smoking a cigar when suddenly four Marine Corps pilots flew over in their combat fighters. My wife said to me, I have chills. I said, so do I. (laughs) Why do you think we have that visceral emotion? She said, because they are so brave. I was overcome with emotion and I began to weep. Yes, your head coach wept. I realized that I was not brave enough to serve as so many courageous men and women have since the founding of our country. There is no one I respect more than our military and first responders. Not athletes, not coaches, not intellectuals, not the wealthy. While I perused my dreams, they bravely interrupted their lives so I could do so. 
I would ask every person in Charlotte to attend our home game against the United States Naval Academy. Yes, always do the end with a plug. Mm. You have you have to like put Lee Greenwood under that just like nice and soft. Yeah. Way. Oh God, I know fucking Star Spangled Banner. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. America uh, the Beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, nice instrumental. Good God, that was beautiful. Nice. How do you even? Oh, uh, amber waves. Okay, at least a poji. At least <laughs> it wasn't like some football coaches, which are like the real. You know, football players are just like Marines. We're all you know. We take. Did your did your high school football teams near you ever just like take their group pictures on top of tanks? Is that something that we only do around here? Never what mind. The fuck no. No, you know how they have those like group pictures? They would like they would like. Go to the local National Guard and like hop on tanks. And so like the picture would be like like the whole full team would be in front of a tank or something. My high school football team sucked, but also no. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly not a thing here, but it's the kind of thing that I could see being a thing. Or here. like helicopters yeah. or whatever. I think, yeah. I, for us, I would think it's more just a, a a lack of tanks. Okay. Well, there are all of those tanks that you out by Carlisle by the Army War College that you can see from Interstate yep. eighty one. So maybe some of the Cumberland County schools do that, but the one I that I went that. to did not. Yeah. Well, and the twenty eighth used to be headquartered um, here, but they had to move, and so like we don't have because they have like gigantic naval guns and all kinds of stuff. You could have gone and gotten your picture taken with but well it looks like that has become less of a thing as time has rolled on but i definitely remember post 9 11 that this was a thing that like they went very hard into no I, I don't think um new orleans would do something like that and then especially where i went to i mean like a catholic school on a tank not necessarily nah, nothing like that the only tank i think we really want to do that in, in in new orleans growing up was was probably the the no limit soldiers tank we we want to take a uh, a school picture in front of that one. That's about it. Biggest college football news we have this week, besides all of college football media trying to find out where their next home is going to be, is that San Diego State in the Mountain West. The saga continues. San Diego State said we're coming back, and they Mountain West went awesome, but you left, so you owe us the seventeen million. <laughs> and San Diego State said what? Mountain West? No, you. You left. We accepted your resignation letter. You're welcome back. But there is a leaving fee of $17 million, cash or check. And that's where we are right now. I don't think they'll get the $17 million, but that's a great place to start the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Secure the bag, Mountain West. So we'll, I we'll, respect the hustle. Why would well, you not? I think there's a final decision date that needs to be made on this. I think it's July 17th. Okay. So July 17th is is the negotiation due date, I would say. I think I think maybe San Diego State pays a penalty of maybe a couple mil. Okay, so I'm so max, if, I, max if I set five. if I set if I set the over under at four and a half mil, where do you go? How much is San Diego State going to have to pay over under four and a half mil? Yeah, I know. Four and a half, that's that's good. Sponsor us yeah. DraftKings, you could put the put the line on that. I genuinely feel like that's a push. Okay. So here's here's my question here. How much longer do we think? Let, let's assume that they go back into the Mountain West. How long do you think they're going to stay? And that's why I think they're probably, if if they're gone, I feel like they, they want to leave. And I think they would maybe leave in like a year after this, if possible. Right. Which, which is know. now going to run them like, in theory, $34 million no, to leave. Yes. So... 
I, I'm, I'm going to stick at five and say okay. slightly over four and a half. Because you're trying to recoup as much of the yeah. 17 that they have to pay before yes. then they leave again. Yeah, yeah. might as well du- double charge them. Why not? Double do. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the Milan West, absolutely. What the like... fuck are they going to do? Say no? Okay, cool. Enjoy your year of being independent. Figure your schedule out. We'll add you to our graphic. Yeah. I just want to say that I feel like listeners of a former NFL podcast might remember a little game called Sabanor. And oh, yeah. San Diego State in the Mountain West is a really good Sabanor. I don't know. That, I don't know that one. I don't know the answer for that one. I don't either. That's why it's a good one. I don't think they could have fucked this up any worse. <laughs> they could have been actually homeless. The Mountain West could have told them to go kick rocks and they could have been an independent that really doesn't want to be one. But otherwise, yeah, I don't think that they could have fucked this up any worse other than that. Okay. Speaking from someone who... I have many flaws. You guys have seen a lot of them. Personal, emotional, psychological. They're all there out in the open. One of my big flaws, like back before I met my wife, or actually while I met my wife, was that I was very bad about having clear breaks between relationships. Let's put it that way. I had some overlap. I I didn't like, much like, much like jobs, I didn't want to leave my last job until I had the next one secured. So there was some overlap. Okay, the overlap stopped because my wife was the last overlap. I'm not going to go into how long the overlap was. No one needs to know how many months that was. It wasn't great. Months. Wasn't great. Not proud of this. Months. But San Diego State, as someone who has this problem, you don't leave until you got the next one set up. Okay. You talk to her. You go like, hey, I really want this to happen, but I just, it can't happen yet. And then eventually you move. I was a bad person for a while, guys. I won't lie. I was kind of an awful person for a bit. Stop looking at me that way, Beth. Is this because of like the axiom that if you have one read, you don't have any reads? Right, you gotta have two to have one. So let's 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 go back to the college football thing here. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. Is that no. is that what you right. what you were doing here? Mm-hmm. Gotta have three to have two. I don't know, man. You, it seems like he was it, running the quarterback option. So if you have two conferences, you have no conferences. That's what I'm That's hearing. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> enough about me being a bad person for a while. Let's talk about bad hot dogs, shall we? Bad boy. Let's talk about hot dogs, shall we? I have never wanted a hot dog more after watching one of these hot dog eating contests. Let's back up. It's 4th of July. Greatest American tradition. Pony Island. Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Women's contest goes off without a hitch. It's earlier in the morning. They don't show it live because fuck this country for that. Oh man, you gotta have you gotta have hot dog equality on the fourth of July. Equal goddamn time. Right. How many times do we have to say it? I did, You're telling I didn't me know there's that didn't patriarchy go in the United States of America? Imagine that. Shh, they'll hear you. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mickey Sudo who won the women's championship. She is a little younger than me. She's 37. And uh, she took down, uh, let me get the number here. Was it 30? It was 39, 39. and a half hot dogs. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they had miscounted, by the way. They had her much closer to second place, but apparently her counter just fell behind or something. But yeah, uh, she did a great job. Uh, the women, by the way, shout out to Glizzy Lizzie, who won for having the best nickname of the day. She did but, not win the contest. No. But Glizzy Lizzie became the the star of Twitter that day. I need to know, look, 
I'm old, all right? Just going to flat out say this. Where the hell did the terminology glizzy come from? As the youngest person on the pod, I too am too old for this. <laughs> so, so I, I saw a tweet today mm-hmm. saying Do that, I need to turn to my younger colleagues? Sh- sure. You know, I saw a tweet saying that it came from the DMV area. So, like, Baltimore, D.C., they called them glizzies. And that's how it occurred. But I... Okay, I, I, I had no idea. I don't even on, want to look it up. On Urban Dictionary, glizzy okay. is listed oh, as no. a word for hot dog on the whole front page. Okay, yes. Uh, also, also for penis, but mostly for hot dog. Okay. And this goes back to another word for hot dog in D.C. from 2017. So these okay. are all pre this past weekend. So 2017, we're crediting D.C. with the glizzy, I guess. Yes. So I have know your meme open. Okay. Oh, okay. Glizzy is a slang term for hot dog. In June 2020, some online applied the term to images of people eating hot dogs, referring to them as glizzy gladiators, if the picture subject can fit a large suction of the hot dog in their mouth. Yeah. The origin of the term is unknown and existed in various regions around the U.S., including Washington, D.C. and Alabama, Prior to appearing online, one of the earliest references to Glizzy as a hot dog comes from YouTuber Azel Prather, who vo- posted a video describing the different types of Glizzies on October 24th, 2016. And, and where is this person from? Or are we just going to credit DC with this? Uh, uh, I am enough. reading. I am but a humble reader of Know Your okay. Meme. I, I, I probably won't use the terminology, but just the, seeing the nickname Glizzy Lizzy. I do feel like I could eat a dumb number of hot dogs. Yeah. But I cannot watch this competition Sorry. because the way they eat bread horrifies me. It's it's hard to watch. Dunk the yeah. bread in the water. No, and... It's not just that. It's when they squeeze it out oh, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the things that I don't understand about this. And I understand it's all about, like, how much biomass can you put into your human body? Yeah. Condiments are legal in this thing. Mm-hmm. If it were me, I would destroy that bread with mustard. Just... Absolutely destroy it. Just anything to keep me from realizing that what I'm eating is effectively a bread gusher. I didn't wow. need bread gusher. That's bread fucking gusher. awful. I That's really didn't need awful. bread gusher. That's awful, Beth. Holy shit. I'm not sorry. No, it shouldn't be, but it's awful. So then what happened, I'm pushing forward here, <laughs> is it rained. And it rained very hard on Coney Island. Like, oh, it, yeah. was, it was legit. And... They canceled the event. ESPN announced they canceled it. But then we start getting messages of like Joey Chestnut, human garbage disposal extraordinaire, coming out and going, nah, fuck it. We're going to do this thing. First off, they don't have a rain location. They can't do it inside. I don't get that, but whatever. It ends up happening two hours late, which throws off all the eaters. Because apparently, like, that's a very, you know, you, you work towards that time. Yeah. And it went off without a hitch. Joey Chestnut won again. He's his age is catching up with him, but he's still even at his not at his peak anymore. He's still 12, 13 dogs faster than the person next to him. He's untouchable, really. I'm just excited to see what he does for America's 250th in three years. USA, USA. I, absolutely. Then they were talking about like they had to recook the dogs. Oh. Like they had to cook new dogs. They had to cook yeah. new dogs. Yeah, because I guess they don't have the Seven Eleven hot dog warmer. Nope, they don't so use that. They make them look like they're grilled, but I was told by someone that they boil these. These are boiled oh. dogs, which means they're not yeah. great dogs. But that's okay. You're eating sixty-two. 
in a bit. Was it 62 flat or was it 62 in a bit? I can't well, remember. I, I would assume the boiled is the way to go for this because what you want is uniformity. That's mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to get uniformity on a grilled dog. Like this thing, you want something that is going to basically have the, sta- the same texture the whole way through it. I do need to get you know, I shouldn't be allowed to. I should not be allowed to describe this competition because I feel like I'm making it worse. I'm just thinking about sous vide hot dogs now. Mm-hmm. Oh God, just, just just one consistent texture of rubber. They can't all our dog. They can't put like the hot dogs on a panini press or something like that. Just oh, get them, they've got to be grilled. Got to be got to be like the way it is. Those are good though. If you cut a hot dog in half and then grill, like put it oh, on yeah. a flat top. Oh, that's the old. Yeah. That's the old Five Guys. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out Bud's Broiler in New Orleans. Do it at a waffle iron, cowards. Just want to throw out some numbers here. What he ate was about 18,000 calories. Uh, that's about 1,000% of your hit, daily recommended value. Hit it with the sodium. The sodium is going to be what you're going to be worried about here because that's about 49,000 milligrams of sodium. That's 20,000% of your daily sodium intake. That's like you went to Chipotle twice. You're gonna you're gonna want to dry out after that. Total fat, about a kilo of fat, one thousand oh grams, three hundred and seventy-two saturated fats. Here's the big one: sixty-two grams of trans fat. That's the fat tw- bird was inside you all that's along. That's twenty-eight thousand percent of your daily trans fats. Don't do that. Total carbs, about five thousand percent of your daily carbs. By the way, poops though gonna be great. Two hundred fifty percent of his dietary fiber. Okay. It'll slide out wonderfully. You know, come on, man. Usually, <laughs> when people mean regular, you oh got to get your fiber in. I assume he's just and out, chugging and phylum, out and like out phylum, and out chugging phylum husks after this. 620 grams of protein if you're bulking, and uh, uh, 2,000 grams. Are of, we? 2,000 are grams we of bulking? cholesterol. For all the people that go up there, they're always talking about like their other things that they've done and they mentioned that someone took down a gallon of chili in 90 seconds and that seems more horrifying to me oh that's deeply disturbing yeah because huh right how like how i don't know okay first of all chili iv is cheating no no you you gotta you gotta put it in the face hole well i assume it has to go in some hole doesn't have to be the face i don't know what the rules are are for competitive we are not tennessee sorority girls jordan Yo. All right, everybody, slap the bag. And by the bag, I mean like the bag they use for the chili dip and the chili cheese fry machines and bad baseball parks. Yep. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> Joe Chestnut also holds the world record for world records because he has so many of the eating ones. I'm just going to mention some of the funnier ones here. Chicken wings, long form. Don't know what that means. <laughs> I have to assume that, like, I, I bet there's separate categories for, like, the drumettes versus the the two bony things. Okay. Flats? He did eat 182 in 30 minutes. There's also funnel cake, six pounds of funnel cake in 10 minutes. 23 oh, six-inch no. cheesesteaks in 10 minutes. 390 shrimp wontons in eight minutes. Burritos, long form. 14.5 pounds of burrito in 10 minutes. <sighs> 121 Twinkies in six minutes. Six minutes? Yeah. 28 pounds of poutine in 10 minutes. Oh, oh my God. That's going to compact. It's dense. That's so much poutine. So- Does he even still have a duodenum? Or is it just gone? Gone. Gone. All his stomach. How about how about pizones? 7.5 pizones in 10 minutes. 
Wait, wait. The the like Pizza Hut calzone? There was yes. a eating contest mm-hmm. for that? Yes. What if about if there wasn't, he was gonna argue there was. What about pepperoni rolls? Hmm. How about forty three pepperoni rolls in ten minutes? How big are the pepperoni rolls? I, I assume competition standard size. It's about yeah, big. Yeah. That, that, whatever, whatever the competition says. How about brain tacos? 54 in eight minutes? That's a lot of fat. Brain is a very fatty. Does he have the record for Fugu? I don't see it here. I can't imagine the record for Fugu is. <laughs> How about, okay, this one's pretty good. How about 141 hard boiled eggs in eight minutes? Uh. What did he do? Just like go to every bar in Lancaster? I, uh, if they were pickled, <laughs> I'd be even happier. Glory to red beet eggs, even though I don't personally like them. Never had them, never will. Yeah. When we do our first like gross out Twitter, uh, YouTube content, it's going to be uh, Jordan goes to the grocery store and buys all the pickled products he can find and feeds them to the mesh. Anyways, that's Joey Chestnut. Congratulations. It was a lot. 62. Wasn't the world record. Afterwards, the guy I was interviewing was like, do you think you got, you know, 76 in you? Can you break your record? He goes, I got it in me. A true He's he's got that dog in him, literally. Sixty and the bread gusher to go along with it. Do you just want to call it a brusher? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I just like this tweet. I think it's from Kenneth Heelsley, uh, Heelsley K thirteen. When when the hot dog contest was canceled, and then Joey Chestnut came out and just like just like a fierce walk, just angry walk. It was so good. Out. And he goes, hear me out. I'm not saying that Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest is going to happen. But Joey Jaws just came out and said, I and said, and I quote, I'm gonna get the rest of these rest of the guys out and we're gonna do this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Nathan's famous, hashtag ESPN. Run through a goddamn wall for that man. I this I feel like that got a lot of traction too. Let me see. It was, it was just, everybody posted that one. It was ridiculous. I've never wanted anything in my life more than that man wants a truly dangerous amount of tube meat. Oh, yeah. Like, I, God. I saw him, you remember the old show Man vs. Food? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, we got to watch Adam Richman get progressively unhealthier for over four seasons. Mm-hmm. There was a burrito episode, and watching Joey Chestnut eat, a, like, a long burrito in one go was like watching a, like, a python Mm-hmm. Like he detached his jaw and it was just like, and like just slid down his throat. It was amazing. Like watching a Python feed. It's like watching someone whose gag reflex works backwards. Yes. It like brings it in. I don't know what mm-hmm. it, I don't know what it is. No, it was just like, how are you breathing? I don't understand. Circular breathing's tough. We all, we both know this. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it either. We don't have a future in hot dogs or burritos, apparently. Or chili or hard boiled eggs. Or long-form chicken wings. Now, there is something that we might be able to do. Is a stoma cheating in that sport? Ooh, I don't know. Is that is that is that a biological advantage? <laughs> we need we need testing for stomas. That's first, yeah, like, that's that's the PED mm-hmm. of that. Like, there's somebody at a back alley with a big pen. Like, come here, I'll help you. <laughs> God, why a big pen? <laughs> Oh, that's one of the easiest things you can do a trick with in quick, in quick first aid. A big pen and a rock will get you there. You need to never be more than 10 feet from a hospital when I'm with you. I don't want you coming <laughs> in to volunteer haphazardly to fix things. To be fair, I only outrank an EMT or a doctor if we are more than a day from help. Good to know. Going to have to draw a map of uh, 
places we can go visit. <laughs> so much for Alaska. Yeah. Oh, no. God, no. God, no. <laughs> there is something we might be able to create our own category for, and that's some big corn energy. We found a Nebraska, not just themed, but Nebraska supporting energy drink at Hy-Vee. Uh, our, man, our man, Andrew, took this picture, I believe. No, actually, it, it, shout out to another committee member. He goes by the name of Vonk. Yes, Vonk. And sent us a picture of Big Corn Energy, the energy drink. We posted this. I'd seen some stuff about this. Best part was nowhere online could I find any information about ingredients or calories. Not on their website, not on any website. Big Corn Energy, however, did find us on Twitter and send us oh, we got list, tagged. which I'll pull up in a moment. We got but, tagged. Kamish, do you want to read the... Uh, the tasting notes that Vonk wrote for us. I'll definitely do that. I, I asked Vonk to give us a review of the Big Corn Energy Drink. I do want to just shout out that this is is for a good cause. Twenty five percent of the proceeds go to the Nebraska Walk Ons program, which is very cool. So if you walk on to the Nebraska football team, I, I guess this maybe is, is some sort of NIL money or something of that, which is it's pretty cool. Nebraska's always had an awesome walk on program, mm-hmm. and just for them to do this energy drink. For them, it's great. Uh, I love it. It looks like a big, giant Tylenol with like a, a, a big corn on it, a big piece of corn on it. And, it, and it's just red and white, big corn energy. I mean, it couldn't, couldn't really get more Nebraska than that. Let me get a, I'm going to go ahead and read Vonk's review of this. Now, if this is a little bit too, uh, you know, don't, don't hurt us. This is just Vonk's opinion. We've never had it. We can't get this in Texas or Pennsylvania yet to try ourselves yet, but maybe some of our Nebraska followers, our listeners, you want to reach out, send us an email to sickos committee. We may give you an address and ship us, ship us a few of these. I I was going to say that we should have a PO box, but after you've talked about your kinetic sand, there's no way it does not end up filled with kinetic sand. Yeah, definitely need a, uh, I'm probably going to need to get a PO box at some point in time. I'll get I'll get a PO box. My life is a shambles. It's fine. Okay, perfect. We'll put you as the PO box. Lady. You want to give the nibblings all the kinetic sand that's going to go to that PO <laughs> box? Done. So give. They don't live with you, right? Hey, several of the nibblings live in a whole different state. Perfect. Even you can just pack no that and then just send the ticking time bomb of kinetic sand to your relatives, and and if you really don't like them, give them a lot more kinetic sand. Mm-hmm. Yes, the ones that you have. See, to you do. can only mail people geese at certain times of the year, but you can mail them kinetic sand all year round. You always use geese as your bar, mm-hmm. but you can mail geese. You can also just put a stamp on a potato. Everyone knows that a potato is just an envelope. Mm-hmm. It's a pre-stuffed envelope. Yep. All right, back to back to the big corn energy. Since we're talking about vegetables again, here's Vonk's review. I'm going to try to to read this as as well as I. I humanly can it's you know let's see how this goes i don't know if you want to put some sort of music here oh something classy yeah put something classy a little a little maybe like it 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 reads like a wine tasting so this is great oh yeah you know vonk did a really good job on this this writing so first hints off the nose are of stale red bull left out in the sun a bit too long like this might just be B-stock Red Bull, or someone tried to reverse engineer it and got close enough. So the Alpha Tari yes. of... Close. All right. First tastes are very sweet. 
not cutting the palate like Red Bull usually does. A little tangy? Question mark. And could definitely use more carbonation. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be able to finish this, but I'll try. Five minute update. Okay, I'm starting to ease into it, and it's relatively refreshing. Also, starting to feel the energy drink buzz, so this stuff is legit. Now, worried it might be too legit to quit. And I'm about to be jittery all afternoon. I'm sorry, I had to add to quit. <laughs> One hour update. Finished all 12 ounces. Feel about the same as if I drank a 12 ounce Red Bull. The full drink was tolerable, but not something I really want to drink again. Honestly, if they market it as heavy Red Bull with, but with a hint of cornmeal, it would be an honest description. Rating in a 3 out of 12, but it's the best 3 out of 12 energy drink in history. So it does have the about the same amount of caffeine as a Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull has 111 milligrams. This is 116. So keep in mind that is a Nebraska fan taking a dig at Nebraska themselves. And that's probably why they love us. So I'll just say that. In it, we, we've got things like filtered carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, artificial flavor, citric acid, sodium citrate, uh, glucolo. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that is. Taurine, caffeine, potassium sorbate, sodium benzoate, niacinamide, and it's Inositol, sucralose, uh, the usual stuff. Lots of B vitamins. Something called pantothenic acid. I don't know. I just want to know if you can go to a bar in Lincoln and just say, give me a big corn and vodka or a a big corn and Jaeger. Why are you putting big corn with anything other than moonshine? Because then it's just corn all the way down. Also, these look like Campbell's soup cans. What were you going to say, Thick Girl? You could do bombs with these. Oh, yeah. Also. Big corn mm-hmm. bombs. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold up. Okay, you put Oscar you bombs. drop you drop the you drop you drop the the Red Bull into a beer. Yes, but then also with a hand of corn puffs. I feel like this is the kind of thing that Flaming Hot Cheetos gets involved in. Yeah, but do do Nebraskans consume Flaming Hot Cheetos? Well, regular Cheetos are already too spicy, so probably not. Uh, also, 25 grams of sugar in this bad boy. Woo! From high fructose corn syrup, so they're not lying about it being corn energy. That's right. No, that's, mm-hmm. that, is, that is a big corn energy, literally. That is, that's what that it says is, on the tin. And, and then we threw sucralose on top of it. Ooh. We gave our corn a Splenda hat. <laughs> it can't, it can't, wait, can I just buy taurine? How, how much is just like taurine off yes. the shelf? Yes, you can. It's an amino acid most cats are missing. So if you're going to make homemade okay. cat food, you have to be able to get it. Marine Amazon. Hold up real fast, guys. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> Hi, podcast. I just want to make my own energy drink. Hold up. Make my own energy drink. Make my own energy drink. Please, your search I filter, mean, you, please. You, you could just make coffee. <laughs> what if I want something a little more fun? Ooh, cold brew big corn energy. Oh. oh. <laughs> they make energy drink concentrate. Oh god! Oh, like that's so definitely killed some people. That has definitely killed some teenager somewhere who was like, "I'm just gonna do shots of the concentrate mm-hmm. because that is something I would have done as a teenager." No gravy in the soda stream. These are our rules. No gravy in the soda stream. <laughs> I'm gonna carbonate milk. There was there was a great bar in Dallas that used to have this Fizz thing milk. where they would 
every Wednesday they would take suggestions on Facebook for ingredients. They draw five out of a hat and they would make five drinks with whatever ingredients people put in the hat. And they stopped doing it randomly one night when someone put in garlic and they had to make a garlic, like it was like a carrot garlic foam drink. And I went to order it and they go, you don't want that. You really don't want this. Why didn't they just make a Bloody Mary variant? Because this was the kind of bar where the guy had a twirly mustache and a fedora. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Makes sense. Let's go to plug some things. First off, we have the Patreon and the Discord. As t- in these trying, unsure times, don't you want to make sure you can find the sickos wherever, whatever's going on? It's okay. We've been on this Discord for at least three years now. We're not going anywhere. No. So you should come We're find in the us walls. there. We're in the walls yeah, like, at this point. That's our actual home. Yeah. For sure. So come find us there. Commission's going to start doing some single season recaps. And we're also going to have some stuff like. I don't know. Whenever we get stuff from conferences and they ask us to do polls, we're always going to ask you for your opinions. You guys are always going to be on the front of just the nebula of content creation that we do of weird things. So if you want to throw in more information and help us out and all that stuff and come up with your own and want us to like make graphics and things like that about it, absolutely join. It's $5 a month for Discord access, $3 a month if you just want to throw us some cash. And yeah, you'll get extra podcast episodes too coming up, which Kamish is very excited about. Honestly, I, I just want to just plug this. I'm not going to say what conference it is from, but a conference has entrusted us with a ballot to their preseason poll as the committee. We are going to be holding a, a poll inside that poll. Uh, we're going to vote and rank the teams in this conference. So if you want to feel like you are part of voting in a preseason poll, you have that opportunity if you join our discord also shout out to our merch store we have beveled t-shirts now (laughs) because we do the thing we also have we also found out that the bucket hat looks very sweet and everyone should Mm -hmm. get the bucket hat it is a lightly denimed bucket hat which there's there's four varieties there's four varieties of the bucket hat uh there is a a lightly denimed bucket hat like complete and then there's one that has like a navy blue like brim on the bucket hat mm-hmm. so that was the one i was looking at it's very nice i don't i don't wear bucket hats but if i were i would definitely be wearing one of those i feel like i have a good head for a bucket hat but i am worried that my head is maybe too small for this bucket hat next up message board geniuses podcast they go to places that we don't go because message boards are a complete shit show and i don't want to dig through those Thank you for what them. If, to listen. What if all the social media breaks and that's what we're left with? Oh no. Uh, then we're starting our own Usenet. We're going back to Usenet kids. Yeah, okay. Done. Alt.ha.ha.ha.yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the idea I had today was the best one was just, if all this fucks up, we just have a single Google document that we all type into on game days and everyone give everyone access. It's like high school, but yep. with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep, nothing could go wrong. I'll have AOL bring back one chat room. Someone someone said you just invented live blogging. Yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> we are well, pivot- If you do that with the Google Doc, we can do the Google Doc that has a little chat bubble in it too. Oh yeah, that's so we got the chat bubble and the Google Doc at the same time. I wonder how Make many sure you turn on annotations. I wonder how many people can get into a Google Doc at once. That might be a summer project. I might just tweet out one day and be like, how many simultaneous editors can we have on a Google Doc? I can't wait until CNN is like, Google was down for 16 hours today. Also, our Substack. 
That's where we do long form work. That's where we start writing fancy words. I think I have an idea for my first piece. I'm not gonna t- I'll talk about it off air, but okay. I think I'm actually going to write something finally. I, I do want to let you know the potato chip ratio is still going, and I, I'm still in the A's, unfortunately, though. There's a lot of schools that start with A, for God's sakes. I think I'm at Arkansas State. So this is a lot of different things that, that is going into it, and I, I look forward to the Substack. There's also a chat feature on the Substack, which there there could be another ripcord we have to pull. <laughs> and so maybe we could live tweet inside the Substack chat, and that, that is another option. So subscribe. It's free for now. Uh, it may be for a few later in the f- uh, future, but we, we don't know if that'll happen. But if I ever finish the potato ship ratio, yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's... Yeah. Also, I have to plug something real quick. The The boys at Transfer Portal, uh, CFB, they did just put out their yearly preview. And this is the first time they're doing this. It's kind of like a Phil Steele's version. It's nine ninety nine, and they've previewed all 133 teams for the upcoming season. It's a digital PDF. Uh, the Sickos Committee wrote something for that. Uh, actually, just personally myself and the editor, uh, Mr. Jordan here, uh, we did a Sickos 2022 recap, and then we did a Sickos 2023 preview by using our Sickos warning system of warning, watch, and advisory. So it's there. Check it out. Uh, again, $9.99. It's a digital PDF. Wherever you want to read it, you can read it on your phone, your iPad. Uh, you can download it, print it, send it to your dad via mail it doesn't matter photocopy it who who gives a crap but you know they worked really hard on that that's the folks that do no no context football so you know the no context account uh they 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 dabble in a little bit of writing they have their own podcast but uh they were very open to us when we first started tweeting and they started following us right away they invited me on their podcast which is on youtube probably like in 2021 at some point in time and that appearance led me to change my drapes because I didn't like them. So you know, definitely support them. I did not realize that they posted the table of contents in this. And then we kick off this thing. Yeah, we do. We kick Ooh, yeah. off. We kick off yep. the preview, preview and review. It's crazy. I, I didn't know we're, we're, we're bringing the intro here. So that's fantastic. So support them. And we, we definitely appreciate it. Keynote speaker, Sickos Committee. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2023, 2024. This is how it's going to go. This is, this is weird as hell, but uh, just, again, just enjoying the breath. And lastly, comfy shirts are always great to have. Homefield apparel does the work. I'm seeing, is that a a Gamecock shirt? It is. This is one of my random March Madness shirts. There you go. Very nice. If you've never bought from Homefield before, we have a code for 15% off. That is yes, ha, 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 yes, three ha's. This week, the Penn State update, okay, this podcast is fueled by Penn State slander, but the right. but the blue Nitty Lions hoodie looks so fucking good. I, I I have to say that. Also, the tennis, the Notre Dame tennis crew looks amazing, and we have a new school drop. UT Chattanooga. I've Good already seen preview, and it looks good. Lots of train stuff, which woo woo mm-hmm. woo I can't wait to see this UT Chattanooga stuff. I love these little schools. I am very hyped for these little schools and there's a ringer in there to have the ringer tee, like the, the blue ringer. It is, oh, it is, it is very gorgeous of a shirt. And these shirts are just incredibly soft. Honestly, after the pandemic started, they did their big new Saturday. And that was kind of like the thing that was go- keeping me going throughout the pandemic. So getting mm-hmm. like a two lane shirt, you get like 
you know, just, just ran like a Hawaii shirt. We, they have all, almost all the schools. And if you don't yell at them, yell at them, like, Hey, AD of my school, AD of ULM. What, what, come on, man, get home field apparel already. Look come at on, that hoodie. Button. Drop it in the chat. Look at the hoodie. It looks great. Come on, Teal. We've talked about Teal this. College, Division Three. Oh, definitely. While we're putting in requests for Division Three schools, Homefield, if you would like to make getting Christmas presents for my father much easier for me, please add RIT. It would make my day. Oh. Okay, but that's that's D1 hockey, isn't it? It yeah. is D1 hockey. So it's there you go. Everything else. Yeah. I, R, RPI, Union. There's lots. Of, where's my Quinnipiac Bobcat? Yeah. I mean, National well, Championship. Yeah. Don't ask, don't ask where he was on uh, on January sixth because I think he follows Q. But okay, whatever. Well, he was he was out doing polling, obviously. Yeah, polling. Mm-hmm. yeah, polling real Americans. That's right in those diners. And now we go on to another one of our favorite parts: the Bosatwa Ab Five Hundred at the best season of all time for teams who are below five hundred all time. And y'all, we're in the twenty the twenty tens yet again because tonight we're talking about. Florida International, and the beautiful, beautiful FIU Panthers. Miami's one true football team. Technically true. Not not, um, not just technically, like just true, true. You're, you're starting commish? Oh, we're, I'm doing it. Okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> we, can, we can split on this. That's fine. No, that's fine. It's perfect. So I'll just go ahead and, and, and I'll start this. I'll start. <laughs> He's looking at me like, are you? Like, Sorry. I, I just, just insert the Puff Daddy and that guy meme. That is just looking at each other, and they're both like, are you going to go? Are you going to go? Because that's basically what we did. The best season of all time for teams are below 500. All time. Part 30 of 40. The 2000 We're almost there. 2018 FIU Panthers. Oh, yes. What's, what's really surprising is that this was the year after Alex Magooch graduated. Magooch. USFL so, champion. Yes. Graduate 2017, and yet this was the year we chose. Why not more Magooch? Why are we not going heavier on Magooch? Well, I mean, Magooch, he had a good year in 2017. So that was probably their, their best year of all time before their best season of all time for Team Super Bowl 500 all time. The, the B-S-O-A-T-F-T-W-A-B. It'd be 580 for short. I can't even do it anymore. Our branding is uh, so fucking good, guys. It's great. It's it's lovely. Like, we never came up with good. a shorter name for this. And, and Branding's our passion. It is. It is our passion, along with beveling. Uh, so definitely here, this was great. So FIU, again, not an old school whatsoever. Their first season was in 2002. Really not that great of a history. At all. Like, like the uh, school itself is not that old. It opened in 65. Yeah, the school itself is not that old. They started a football program basically the same time that FAU did it because, you know, FIU and FAU, you know, they they wanted to both join the football powers. And I, I just want to let you know this, that Miami hasn't won a national championship since 2001, right? So when FAU and FIU were created, they have not won a national title since these two schools have been around. That's what happened. So, I mean, could that be the issue? They're, they're no longer the state of Miami because FIU is in actually Miami, not yeah. Coral Gables. If you look at Winsipedia, FIU is the last team, 131 out of 131. Uh, they started in 2002, they hit 5-6, and six, then the 2-10, and 10, then the 3-7, and seven, got up to 5-6 and six again, then down to 0-12 in 2006. Enter Mario Cristobal 
in 2007. They went one and eleven, five and seven, three and nine. They got to seven and six, eight and five, which was almost a high water mark before this season. And then they, you know, Cristobal had a bad season, three and nine in 2012. Hey, and then they, they fucking fired Mario they, Cristobal. They fired him after a rough 2012. And and you nine. know who? And who did they bring in to fix the program? Ron Turner. Turner. Ron Turner. Uh, he turned it around and went from three and nine to one and eleven. First goddamn program. One and eleven. Uh, then Ron Turner got to four and eight, five and seven, four and eight, and then they let go, Mister Ron Turner. Bye, Ron Turner. Guess who they brought in in two thousand seventeen? Your boy, Butch Davis. Christ. <laughs> Butch Davis. Just basically, I I love his career. It's it's ridiculous. His first head coaching job was was with Miami, the Hurricanes, 95 to 2000. And he left the year before they won their last national title in 2001 with Larry Coker. Uh, he left Miami to go be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Fucking hell. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Let's leave Miami and go to Cleveland. Come on, man. Uh, he coached. Now, the- now for, for our younger listeners, there was a belief back in the day that you could not get the paycheck in college. Yeah. That you had to go to the, you had to go to the NFL to get a paycheck. That was before we started throwing like Jimbo Fisher, stupid money at people. Yes, definitely. The money like took off after I would say maybe 2007 ish. Like Saban. Yeah. once they got Saban back from the NFL, the money in college like, kind of flipped at that point, which Davis's career here. So he, he takes a break after he gets fired from the Browns in 2004. Like and he returns uh, as North Carolina head coach. From 2007 to 2010, um, he, he gets let go uh, from North Carolina. Done. Doesn't do anything for about seven years. Fuck Just chilling, chilling, probably on the ACC network from what I remember, I believe. Uh, there was some academic misconduct. Yeah, let's not talk about what happened when he was at North Carolina. Yeah, yeah we could just let that go. Uh, you know. I mean, also, he got himself replaced by Larry Fedora. Sorry. Like. Come on. Who got himself replaced by Mac Brown? This is right. Mac Brown here. Mac Brown. Hey, I'd love, love to take your job there. Love to take your job. Larry hey, Fedora. Hey, La- hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. I, I, I know you were the head coach of the Breakers for one year, but no longer the, the New Orleans Breakers head coach. I knew would do year. that. Yeah. I don't know. How, where how many, how many Larry's are tangentially related to Butch Davis? Because we're at Larry Coker and Larry Fedora. So Larry far. Coker, Larry Fedora. It's got to be a bunch. Who, who replaced him as Cleveland Browns head coach. Was it a Larry? Who knows? Well, you keep talking. I'll look at No. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what happened to Larry Fedora. I, I, he was a, the Breakers head coach last year, but I feel like he's probably with Nick Saban or something in a coach's thing that they can't coach good. He was in Croatia in June. He's living the life. Okay. Good for him. Croatia. Good for you. Seven years out the game. FIU looking for a new head coach after their Ron Turner disaster. Let's turn to Butch Davis. He knows Miami. He was the coach here 17 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. turn to Butch. So Butch, first year, Butch Davis. They go eight and five. Great, great team. Eight and five. That's with uh, Mr. Magoo. Or, you know, is that what his name is? Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Um, they eight and five. Ended on a little bit of a sour note there. Uh, they lost their bowl game. The Gasparilla Bowl. Against Temple, they lost twenty-eight to three to Temple. Finished eight and five. That's his first season. That's a great season. 
the next year, the best season of all time in FIU history is the, the 2018 season. They finished nine and four, nearly got to 10 wins. This So this season is <laughs> about like the most FIU, what we can expect is a high watermark for that team. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. You lose to Miami, you lose to Indiana, you lose to FAU, and you lose to someone random in your conference, Marshall. No, I just I want to talk about the first game. So they, yeah. they lost to Indiana, right? They lost 38-28 to Indiana, right? But Indiana came to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. No, FIU actually manages to pull that off shockingly frequently. Yeah. Pitt played at FIU at one point during my undergraduate career. It's because they're in Miami. They're you Miami. can use it as an excuse for a recruiting, a recruiting trip. trip. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what, you know, teams used to do that when they would play Tulane. They used New Orleans as a recruiting trip. Uh, they would do that. So they lost their first game to Indiana. They bounced back, went up to Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia on BN Network. I'm sorry, what? Norfolk. Say that again. Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> Is wait is is BN the one owned by the Saudis or yes. or Qatar? I think it's the uh, I think it's the Saudis. No, I don't. Okay. I don't know. They own one of those. Yeah, no, it's Qatar. Uh, Qatar. Okay, there. Anyway, again, we're talking about Qatar. Cater. 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 Cater, Texas. That's what we're, that's what we're going with. Cater. So they lose that one. Then they go to Norfolk, Virginia, uh, to play ODU, and who was still in Conference USA at the time. Uh, they get a win. They're uh, 28-20. Nice comeback win there. Down at halftime, 20 to 14. They drop 14 in the third quarter. Get the get the big victory. They head back home to Miami. They welcome UMass and they put an ass whipping on UMass. 60, Sweet Jesus. 63 yeah, to 24. Don't want to they do just, that, guys. They just take it to them. UMass, UMass was not ready. At halftime, it was 42 10. FIU. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this was a uh, four and eight UMass I mean, for context. I mean, that's okay, pretty, that's that's, good that's above their expected win rate for next year. Yeah, hey, again, you know, yeah. for UMass, that's, I mean, again, four and eight, that, that reminds me of. Oh, that was the year that UMass took to triple overtime and won. Yeah, Never shit, mind. Right, UMass. Yeah. I was a good UMass. You tell me about that. Spicy UMass. Spicy UMass. So, Listen, UMass only has so many points to spend, and I would say they spent it in exactly the right place. Yeah, they beat UConn that year, too. So Their next game was at Miami, Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, they lost to Miami 31-17. to Now, in that game, they were down 31-0, uh, but they threw uh, um, 17 points up in the fourth quarter to make it interesting at the end, to make it 31-17. Now, in this my head... Was the- Okay, go ahead. You're gonna say this in, in my head. This was the game that FIU beat Florida, where the, the, the kicker did the you know did the you know the downward U and this. No, like, it wasn't that. It yeah. was oh this. the throat slash. It was a, it was it's when after an extra point. Yes, his name was Jose Borigales. Yes. He oh tra- yes, I remember. He transferred this. to Miami actually the, the next year. Yeah. But in 2019, that's when FIU beat Miami at Marlins Park, yeah. and on an extra point. Miami was down so bad emotionally that they had the fucking FIU kicker throat slashing and getting called for unsportsmanlike. Yes. Fucking do it. I, Kickers I really are wish, people too. I yes. wish that was, in my head, that game was this year. I had looked it up and it was not, but I'm going to consider this part of this year. So we're going to say it's part of this year, even though it wasn't. So And possibly every year. Every year, perfect. Then they go to Arkansas Pine Bluff. They beat uh, Pine Bluff. 55-9. The next week, they, they go uh, stay at home, and they, they play Middle Tennessee. 
for their homecoming game on BN Network again. 24-21, they beat Middle Tennessee. They score 11 unanswered in the fourth quarter to beat the Blue Raiders. Then again, three games in a row at home in Ricardo Silva Stadium. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it five games in a row at home because one of those was away at Miami. <laughs> That's close yeah, enough. Close enough. Miami Gardens, Miami. Close enough. Whatever. So then they go. They play Rice and they take it to Rice, 36-17. Really, relatively close at halftime, but then they just pull away. The next game at Western Kentucky. Our second time in seven games when we are leaving the Greater Miami area. That's right. They've they've been to Norfolk. Norfolk, 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 Norfolk. No, I'm sorry. I'm just fine. Norfolk. Norfolk. The Erster Bowl. No, (laughs) but no. They go to Bowling Green. They play Western Kentucky. They beat them 38-17. Just take the lead from the beginning and just don't look back. They play the Shula Bowl back home. The FAU Owls coached by Lane Kiffin. They they do get some vengeance here. Holy shit. Yeah. They 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 beat them. They beat them 49-14 in the Shula Bowl, which is weird. This was Lane Kiffin's second season at FAU. He finished 5-7, and seven, but he won that game 49-14, and that was on Stadium. I remember Stadium. Yeah, it's still, it's here, still a right? thing. I think so. Mm-hmm. Then Oh, they're, on by, oh, they're by, owned by Sinclair. That sucks. Ooh. Then they go to travel to San Antonio to face the UTSA Roadrunners. This was probably their biggest win of the year. They go on the road to the Alamo Dome. And oh boy, did they blow out the Roadrunners. 45-7. Just, uh, no one asked how UTSA was before the last like two years, three years. That, I think that was the last year of Frank Wilson. And it was, uh, yeah, it was. it was. No, he had one more year after that. So it was not <laughs> going well for Frank Wilson at UTSA after FIU put it on him. Looney Tunes never shows you the ones where the Coyote wins. No, they don't. <laughs> They head, they head on up to Charlotte to Jerry Richardson Stadium and they take out the, the Niners 42-35. Back home. This, remember, this was Charlotte's Bucket Bear. We found out. Yeah. This was their like team they couldn't beat. Yep. So they go on the road and they're they're battling for a chance to essentially maybe, maybe win the East Division of the Conference USA football standings. They have to play Marshall. They're playing Marshall in Miami. Uh, Marshall gets out to a lead. 14-3 after one. FIU cuts it to 14-10 at halftime. Marshall takes another lead. Uh, after the half, it's 21-10. FIU fights back, makes it 28-25, but just falls short at the end. And they wind up finishing second in the East to a team that they beat on homecoming to Middle Tennessee. Oh, shit. Yeah. They had a shot to win Conference USA and losing that game to Marshall on stadium. Uh, it really put them behind. They had to settle for a bowl bid, but honestly, if you get this bowl game, you are you are a champion. We're back to my favorite thing in the world: is we had our best season, and where are we get to go? The fucking Bahamas. That's Bahamas, right. Hell yeah, that is correct. Their bowl bid, the Bahamas Bowl, 2019. Is it the good? It's still the makers. No, wanted it's, it's makers wanted. No, sponsored no. by Elk Grove Village. Yes. Is this the one sponsored God, by Elk so Grove? beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The Bahamas, sponsored by Illinois. Mm-hmm. Elk Grove Village, Illinois, for like oh, one yeah. year. Like a business uh, two, park. Two years. Two because years. We covered, because we covered both of them the last two episodes. Yeah, because this podcast is a fucking flat circle. <laughs> Just, All roads lead to the Bahamas oh. Bowl, sponsored by Elk Grove Village. See, the problem is, is that 
like I'm going to be looking for housing here fairly soon. And now I have to go into some stupid HOA so that I can become the HOA president so we can sponsor the Bahamas Bowl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sponsored by El Dorado Circuit 3. No, no, no. This is why we found we get a bunch of Saudi investment money. We found the town of Shreveport, Pennsylvania. That's perfect. And then Shreveport, Pennsylvania sponsors the Bahamas. Yeah, and it's going to be like brought to you by Shreveport, Pennsylvania. Shreveport, Pennsylvania. The 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 sketchy people wanted Shreveport Bowl, Bahamas. The sketchy people wanted Shreveport Bahamas Bowl. There we go. Done. Shreveport Bowl of the Bahamas. Oh yes, that sounds like an AI Chat GPT like mashup. <laughs> this, by the way, this Bahamas Bowl was really good. I oh, remember watching this one. This was a, a really good game. It was a back a and forth game. game. It was a fantastic game. Toledo takes an early lead in the Bahamas, ten nothing after the first quarter, and then FIU roars back to take a 14-10 lead at halftime. Toledo comes out firing. In the third quarter, they take the lead back immediately on the opening drive, 17-14. Then, bam, FIU back in the lead, 21-17. Fourth quarter, FIU extends the lead to 28-17. Then Toledo back into it. It's 28-25. With 41 seconds remaining, FIU seemingly puts this game away, 35-25. But apparently, (laughs) Toledo wasn't dead yet. There was like two or three seconds left. They get a touchdown. It's 35-32. Toledo tries an onside kick. Uh, it does not get recovered, unfortunately. And, hey, the Panthers win. That wasn't their first bowl game win ever. That was like their second or third. Mario Cristobal. Who's that guy? I don't know. No idea. Some Maybe guy. the coach of the Miami guy? I don't know. He sounds familiar. I mean, he was the Miami coach back then, too, if you ask he me. He was, technically. No, their first, their first ever bowl game win was the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl. And they beat Toledo in 2010. And then their Funny only two bowl game work. wins. What? Was Toledo. Oh, no, the Rockets are cursed. Wait, hold on. 2010, they beat Toledo 34-32. 2018, they beat Toledo 35-32. That's so damn close. Time is a flat circle. That's incredible. Linear time was a mistake. Circular, Circular time, however, we are all about. Mm-hmm. Circular oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Toledo. So they, I, I, they go on and you know, FIU's been on a great path since then, right? You know, you know, mm. Butch Davis went six and seven and then uh you know COVID hit and and the program allegedly was was fighting against Butch Davis and they they fired him and But they got a, Mike McIntyre put put the job posting up in twenty twenty one in the middle of the season because And everything was fine forever. Everything was fine forever. They allegedly using used Mississippi State gear. That wasn't allegedly. allegedly. That, that wasn't allegedly. That was yeah. that was confirmed. I, I do want to shout out some of their stat leaders, some great names in here also. In rushing, Napoleon Maxwell going for 128 attempts for about 700 yards in the season. He was their top rusher. Devontae Price also 571 yards was a beast for that group for passing. Their quarterback, James Morgan. Went about 65% that year, threw for about 2,700 yards. Not like the worst. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, their, their receiving core did spread things out. Uh, CJ Wharton, 627 yards. Austin Maloney, 610. This was just a group of dudes that did good things. And I think that's, you know, when we're not going back 400 years to Vanderbilt's 1903 squad that got tetanus and lost half of them. 
that you know that's what you look for in these kinds of teams you want a group of dudes that do something fun and this was a fun team oh yeah we hope that f like fiu is another team that i always want to be fun because i like watching their games oh yeah even if it does look like they are being shot from four handy cams that were bought in 10 years apart one of those looks (laughs) this looks like it was bought with those fucking shoulder that was awesome for me to see them in person in in las cruces so even though even though they won against your beloved in the mexico state i mean i again i go for the game i i just you know i don't want to hope to curse the home team but you know the chilies were the real winner that weekend. oh the, we the red and green chilies were the real winner for in, in my taste buds but you know well folks that's all we got for tonight hope everyone had a good fourth of july week weekend things like that and we will see you on the other side